presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. And so now we're going to ask you guys, is there anything that God has spoken to you about? Maybe he's even shown you something or spoken to you this morning. Who is feeling bold? And then there's silence and no eye contact. (laughs) What has God been doing in your life? What scriptures has he been inspiring you with? Has there been some um, people, I know that David, when Pastor David Crossfield came and shared, he prayed for a whole heap of people. He prayed for healing for people. Was there anyone who got healed in that space? One, surely there's somebody out there who has something. Shall I make you all sit in awkward silence until someone volunteers? <laughs> Baby, you have something to share. Come, come. Yes, please come. We also would like the recording on for for today's service. We'd like the recording on for today's service, so that we can share this with our, a larger community. Sorry, that's not meant to stage fright you. No, you were just talking about the healing when David was here and I had um, a fall five years ago at Boxing, no, Christmas Day. I was reaching for something and I fell off my wheelie chair and, um, and I pulled my shoulder really bad and it took ages to heal and I've had steroid injections and nothing hurt. Sorry, nothing helped. And then about probably a month ago now, a little boy at work hurt my wrist and then I also fell on the on the hillside at work and um, landed on my arms to try and avoid hitting somebody, and so I put put my arms out to re- to stop the fall and I hurt my wrist to, hurt that same wrist again and um, David prayed over it and yeah I haven't had any pain and I went to the doctor and it turns out it wasn't broken so yeah so the pain disappeared straight away. The pain in my shoulder and wrists that were there that day had gone. Yep. Wow, that's cool. We have an amazing God. He's the same God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyone else feeling inspired? Do you want to share something, Liz? Don't mind me, I'm losing my voice. So <clears throat> it's all good. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. It's okay. It's just laryngitis. Yeah. Oh. I'm de- definitely not sick. <laughs> okay. So, um, as probably most of you know, Mark and I run the youth. And we've been praying a lot and kind of asking God for a direction for our youth. We've been kind of really wanting to kind of have a bit more contacts with other youth from outside of Wyala. Um, and want to do more combined things, camps, things like that. Wanted to know what was going around. Um, And we were really praying hard for some contacts. Um, And, yeah, uh, because we're new at youth. We've never done youth ministry before. Um, Yeah, and so our kids went to Easter camp at Melrose. Melrose Easter camp, that's run by Scripture Union. Um, and 
they had an awesome time. Well, one of the leaders there met our son Aaron and Aaron was telling him about us running the youth. Anyway, he when we went to go pick up the children, sorry, the, the teenagers, <laughs> um, he came up and introduced himself to us and then he got our contact details and he said he would really like to work with us. Um, and then we had a, he gave us both Mark and I a message and he organised a Skype, a Zoom Skype and he brought on another guy that we got to meet. What was his name? Dave? No, Ham- Hamilton and Chris. So Hamilton was the one that we met. Chris is the new guy we met. And um, Chris is going to actually come through Wyala and he's going to stop and meet Mark and I um, and see how they can support our youth. And um, so it was like this real big God moment for me. Like I was just like dumbfounded like this real... Never met this guy before and he just kind of come out the woodwork for a contact for youth and he's looking at trying to get youth from Lincoln and Port Augusta and our region trying to get youth groups and trying to get us all contact in contact and trying to get um, some support network going for everyone. Do you want to say anything? Okay, (laughs) thanks. He's just here to look pretty. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's a real God moment. Youth youth starts back on the 6th of May. So uh, if you know any teenagers from years 7... Through to year 12, um, please get in contact with us. We would love any youth to come and please keep praying for us because at the moment we are averaging about 17 youth to Mark and I a fortnight. So we have a really large youth. We have a lot of year sevens, a lot of younger, a younger youth coming. Um, that beautiful bunch, but we really need prayer. What do we do? Um, so we, sorry, Kerry, <laughs> you told me I'm not allowed, to, you're not allowed to, okay, so what we do is we do activities with them every fortnight, so we run games nights, things like that, um, we're going to start, min- and starting kind of ministering to these children, um, what's that, a lot of devotions and things like that is what we're trying to, trying to do, um, trying to build a bit of a rapport with, because we have a lot of children outside, youth outside of the church come, um, and we just, yeah, have an awesome time. These guys are amazing. We've had a couple come to church already that haven't ever been to church before. Um, so we really, really need God's prayer because I feel like we feel like God is just moving within our youth and is really starting to build it up. But, um, yeah, we really need support. We really need more helpers. We really need, because it's Mark and I against 17 youth. And uh, we're outnumbered, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we really need prayer for some leaders and some helpers and, um, yeah, and just to God to keep continuing with that ministry. Yes. So they do lots of fun stuff. So uh-huh. I don't know why I'm wiping it after you've had it. Yeah. We've been hanging out, but anyway. Um, yes, lots of fun stuff. They go out and play game, you know, sport and play games here, movie nights and all that kind of stuff. That's recreational, like joining together. Okay. Would anybody else like to share before I ask Katie to come up?
Oh, come, Jane, come. <laughs> Would you like me to wipe the microphone before giving it to you? I've actually gone for a changing, hoping for a change of employment, and I went for an interview on Monday that I'm hoping I'm successful at, which I think is going to free up, well, I want it to free up more time to serve and more time, less all my weekends free, and just to do good with it and be more happy with myself that I can help others, which, yeah, I want to use that time for good and what I earn for good. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone. Um, it's been on my heart for the last few weeks. Um, it's so exciting to have my family back today too. <laughs> um, I've had this statement on uh, a few weeks ago and I really believe that God had given it to me. And those of you in the older generation know the, the song, Because He Lives, We Can Face Tomorrow. Well, I believe that God gave me this statement and he says, because, we, because he lives, we can face tomorrow and all fear is gone. That was the statement, all fear is gone. And uh, look, my girls here, look, they've, they knew about it last night and I couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. That's what happened. <laughs> but yeah, all fear is gone and we can face tomorrow because Jesus died for us. So we just need to take that statement home with us and realise that, yes, he died for us. And that's song this morning of all we need is Jesus. And that's true. All right, I'll leave you with that. All right. I think we're all itching to hear what you're going to, to say, Katie. She's, she's uh, leading us. As a young person, we've been talking about, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to, there's the stand. Do you want to use that stand? You want it up there. Okay. Hi, everyone. I feel like I'm getting up to preach. <laughs> Before I start, I just want to say that verse that you said, BB, that was like we did. We were talking about that verse in East Camp, and we like we wrote a song about that verse, and that verse was like a main main part of East Camp. So that was pretty cool. I was I was like, what? Does anyone know what I'm thinking? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so as you may know, I went to an East Camp in Melrose over Easter. I had lots of fun and I loved that I got to make friends and play games. But I also learnt some things and I got so much out of it and I just want to share that with you and what I, yeah, share what I learnt and got out of it. So every night we had some worship and then a short sermon and a different, a different person spoke each night. And one night the cook spoke. She talked about Hagar, which was really interesting to me because I never really heard the story of Hagar. Yeah, so she talked about Hagar and how she was lost in the wilderness. Then she was asking us what our wilderness is. Was there something in our lives that made us feel lost and we call for God but feel like he can't hear us and nothing is changing? Like he's just not there? So we went into our small groups and reflected on that question. What is my wilderness? 
each person said something that they're struggling with in their lives, even the leaders, and it made me think, even some of the nicest, most cheerful people who seem like their life is really good, they struggle with things too, (laughs) obviously. Everyone was just really vulnerable, and that reminded me, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who feels like God doesn't hear me sometimes. So that was the first thing I learned. Um, The next thing, during the worship, one of the leaders came up to me and started praying for me. (laughs) And I just burst into tears because what she was saying was so relevant to my life. She then told me, Katie, just let it go. Just lay it down. But I just didn't know how. I knew there was something I needed to let go, but I didn't know how to let go because I didn't know what I needed to let go. (laughs) So I started to talk to God and pray, God, help me to let go. I just kept praying on my head. Then the leader started speaking in tongues and I suddenly realised I was talking too much. (laughs) I just needed to let God do what he does. That's how powerful speaking in tongues can be. So I took a deep breath, I put my hands out in front of me and just relaxed. I don't think I'm smart enough to realise that all on my own, so that was definitely from God. (laughs) A lot of the time I try and feel his presence. Maybe I try too hard. I need to talk less and listen more. Sometimes I ask God something, but then I don't listen for the answer. (laughs) I'm sure we all do that sometimes. God is there the whole time. I just need to let him in. I need to stop for a moment and let him take control. The thing I needed to lay down and let go was just my life. I just needed to lay down my life to Jesus. And I needed to let him take the will. I wanted to share this because I'm sure I'm not the only one who tries to take charge and say, no, God, I'm doing this. Or maybe you talk too much when you just need to listen. You can't rush God because he's the boss. He does things in his timing and honestly it can be frustrating. But we need to have faith in God and believe that he does work all things for our good, for our good. I also want to let you all know that you are not alone. No one is perfect and we all have a wilderness. But God is there in the wilderness with us. So when you find yourself getting upset or annoyed because you can't hear God, firstly, ask God for his peace. Secondly, ask God to help you let go. So ask God for his peace and help him to let, ask him to help, ask God to help you let go. (laughs) Lastly, stop, be quiet and let God speak. (laughs) And that takes practice and patience, and I don't have a lot of that. Um, So yeah, that's what I learned. Uh, Thank you all for listening to my testimony, and I hope you got something out of this. Looks like we'll make another preacher out of our family, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) all right Gary he's he's itching needs to go (laughs) are you do you want to be on stage you want this do you want this yeah definitely 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 you've got that I have this mic 
Hello. Well, good morning. I'll tell you what, first thing I'm going to say, Katie, is I wish you told me about six and a half years ago. Exactly what you just said. Fantastic. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, our God is amazing because obviously Katie and I haven't talked at all this week and I think it might just be a tad blown away. So, first of all, obviously, I want to share this with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to tell you what God's doing in my life. So I've got a couple of things, two, two, two topics I want to talk about. First thing I want to talk about is prayer, strangely enough. And I don't want to just talk about prayer, but I want to talk about my journey and my understanding of prayer. So we're going to start, look back six and a half years ago. I started a prayer six and a half years ago. And in the beginning, I prayed, but I didn't hear anything. So I kept praying. And as time went by, I can hardly read my own handwriting. <laughs> as time went by, I learned that it was really important to learn how to listen. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't easy for me either. And actually, it took me a long time to learn how to listen. So I kept praying. And slowly over time, I started to hear God. He said, Wait. But I didn't want to wait. I wanted it now. <laughs> and I thought, maybe that wasn't God. Because after all, it was really quiet. And I didn't want to hear it either. I wanted to hear now. I wanted to hear I want it now. So I kept praying night after night. God's voice, over time, got louder. And now I hear, keep waiting. Still not what I wanted to hear. Huh? I didn't want to keep waiting. But then I thought, hmm, keep waiting. That's kind of better than wait. Because I thought, oh, I must be doing okay at waiting. So I thought, maybe this is God. Now, after six and a half years, around about now, the same prayer, I clearly hear the wait is almost over. So I believe shortly that my prayers will be given to me. I'll quote a couple of scriptures. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And one of my favourites, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them. This is just one example of the extremities of prayer. Now I want to share you with another example that's kind of at the other end of the scale. And it started last Sunday. I received a text message from Pastor Kerry. It went along the lines of, would you like to share during service what God's doing in your life or share a favourite scripture? My immediate thought was, don't be silly. I don't even like public speaking. Then I had a little light globe moment. I went, I know. I'm going to ask God. See what God thinks. I thought, yeah, this is great. And I went, I started to pray. Dear Heavenly Father. And he went, yes, do it. <laughs> I went, whoa, hang on a minute. I didn't even get to ask. 
pretty clear he knew what he wanted me to do. So I was pretty confident I was supposed to be up here today. And it was loud. It wasn't just quiet. It wasn't just shy. It was very, very, in fact, almost abrupt. So, yeah. You see, God already knows our prayers before we even say a word. So remember when we pray, we will often not get the answers that we want. We will often not get the answers in the time frame we want them. But remember, and I encourage you, that God loves you so much that when you pray, the only, he will only give you the answer that is with your best intent. In summary, the five key points I want you to think about that I've learned for prayer, for me, is to pray, is to believe, listen intently, be patient, and above all, obey. So that's the first half I wanted to talk about. And the second half I want to talk about today... It's my newfound tool. It's called gratitude. You see, in this day and age, we're in a life that's hard. It's stressful. We've got bills and rising costs of living. And in Western society, we simply just want. We want a new car. We want new shoes, new clothes, better this, better that. We're kind of greedy. We just want. And... And we worry about stuff. So we get up in the morning and we worry about a bill and we worry about this and we worry about that. And we don't stop to take the time to be grateful for what we do have. So I've found a little trick that works for me and I think it'll work for you. And when I wake up every morning now, I'm grateful. I get up in the morning, I get out of bed and everything around you I'm grateful for. You thank God every morning when you wake up. Simple as going to the toilet and you can flush a flushing toilet. Because there's people in places in this world that can't even flush a toilet. They get up in the morning and they don't even have a clean glass of water. They don't have food. They don't have a roof over their head. So when I wake up every morning now, I think, thank you for that glass of cold, clean water that I can just go to the fridge and have. Thank you for the bed that I had to sleep in last night, for the roof over my head, for the clothes on my back. And before I walk out the door, there's 50 things I'm grateful. And that amazing strength when you wake up in the morning, first thing thinking about God and thanking God and being grateful will set your day in a positive way like no other. And I've been doing this for the last few months and it works amazingly. So I want to set a challenge this morning to people that if you're not doing that, have a crack at it and watch how your life will change. Because I promise you, if you are grateful every morning, you will change your life because it is powerful. I want to just touch a little bit further. I've taken it to another little extreme. I go to work and I've run a few little tests. Non-believers, as well as believers, When you set them aside and individually ask them, and I've done this at work, as Matthew knows, (laughs) 
Um, we go to work each morning and I call them out by name and say, what are you grateful for this morning? And I get each and every one of them, they stop, they think, they have a smile on their face and they tell you one thing that they're grateful for and everybody has a good day. It is amazing. I have seen it day in, day out. And then I ran a little test where I didn't do it one morning. Everyone had a pretty ordinary day. So I just wanted to show you the power of that, how powerful gratitude is for believers and non-believers. So again, I'd just like to quote a couple of scriptures. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things until God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I think that's about it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. I'm glad that you were obedient. That's that that word obedience almost a bit like a swear word, isn't it? Like sometimes we just like, oh, who wants to do the obeying bit? Um, So yeah, thank you so much. Would anybody else like to share anything? Okay. Caleb's going to come first. Morning. It's interesting, isn't it? I, was, I really love what you were talking about there with, you know, what you're doing at work. And sometimes the things that we think, when God tells us to do stuff, I mean, God tells us to give thanks, doesn't he? That, that's a principle that's in the Bible. And as Christians, we know that we're supposed to be thankful to God, but... It's interesting when you, you put that in with people who don't know God that are still getting blessed because they're living God's way, they're living according to that. And whether they know it or not, when we live God's way, we're better off for it because God's principles and God's commands are for our good, not just, they're not just random arbitrary rules to follow to see if we're, we'll obey. They're actually what's best for us whether we acknowledge him in it or not, when we live God's way, we're blessed. But um, So thank you, that's um, not what I come up here for. But uh, <laughs> um, as we were worshipping this morning, um, we sang a couple of songs which talked about resting in God's love or standing in God's love or, you know, we sang, no place I would rather be than here in your love. And I felt like God just impressed upon my heart that maybe there are some people here this morning that don't necessarily feel like you are standing safe and secure in God's love. Maybe that you're feeling that you don't deserve God's love, that you're not worthy of God's love, that you haven't been a good enough Christian or you're very conscious of your faults and your flaws and your mistakes and so you assume that those things are as big in God's mind towards you as what they are in your mind. And sometimes what that actually causes us to do is to retreat 
from God's love is to make a choice that we are not worthy of God's love. And I felt like God just wanted to encourage us this morning, encourage you this morning, that the only thing that is stopping you from being in that place of being surrounded and enveloped by God's love is you. That he is ready, he is waiting, it is his heart's desire to pour his love out all over you so much that you can barely stand it. That's his desire. Regardless of your, your mistakes, regardless of your character weaknesses or your flaws or whether you've had a good week or a bad week, our relationship with God and his love for us is not based on how good a Christian we've been this week, but on the fact that he is our father and that we are his child. So I want to encourage you this morning that to make a conscious decision to receive God's love. To allow yourself to be loved. To say, it doesn't matter that I'm not worthy. I'm loved because I'm his child. And see what God will do. Can I just pray for you real quick? Father God, we thank you that you are a God who loves us patiently, unconditionally, that you are a God whose love never ends. And Father, we pray that you would help us to ignore those voices that tell us that we are not worthy of God's love, ignore those voices that tell us that God couldn't possibly love us because of the things that we've done or because of who we are. Father, I pray that each one of us will step into your love that is waiting and ready for us that we would choose to receive your love that you give freely because of who you are, not because of who we are. Father, we are grateful that you are a loving God and that your love never fails, it never runs out, it never comes to an end. Your mercy and your love towards us are new and refreshed every morning and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Caleb. We're looking forward to you finishing your leave. <laughs> oh, that makes me tear up. Uh, anyone else? Vivi, uh, you wanted to share something? It's not a competition. We are just loving to hear from everybody. And that's why we're doing this today is because we all have so much that goes on in our lives. We can share with each other and be encouraged. Are you feeling encouraged today? Yeah. Okay, so this isn't really something from God, but it's I, I deal a lot with anger and hot-headedness. And so because I feel like I'm too scared to actually do anything, I get angry. I call myself a lot of things. I call other people, all, all in the safety of the car or in pr the privacy of my home. Um, um, just every unkind thing you can imagine. But I was in the car the other day and Matthew said to me, why do you do that? And I said, well, because I'm too scared to actually do anything. And he reminded me that one day we'll be judged by every word we speak. Every word we speak will be judged. And that just floored me because it's like so many times I have murdered myself 
because of the words that I've spoken over myself. I've murdered other people by the words that I speak over other people. We need to slow down and we need to stop and think because, yeah, that guy could have cut us off in traffic or that guy could have killed that baby, um, which had nothing to do with me but just gets me angry. And we need to stop and we need to remember that God loves him just as much as he loves me. We need to stop and we need to think before we speak because I think it was Matthew Matthew said a Bible verse. He said that, um, no, maybe it wasn't a Bible verse, but he was saying that the tongue has the power of life and death. And that is so true because you can speak life into yourself or you can speak death over yourself. So please just slow down and think of what you say. Even if someone's cut you off or... You feel really frustrated and you want to hit out, but you speak those words to yourself because you don't know how to let go of that anger. You don't know how to let go of that rage. Just find another way than, other than talking anger over yourself. Thank you. Thanks, baby. Sort of almost seems like maybe you should have spoken before Caleb spoke because that was just like, shoom, <laughs> crossed over. I'm looking at the clock. I suppose we need to finish up. But does any is anyone feel like they like I'm going to miss out if we close now? Anyone else who went to an Easter camp might like to share something? No. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> I think we also um, just call you Pastor Eric too. <laughs> just I I'm not preaching today. <laughs> Just going to share uh, the verse that keeps coming back to me when we're worshiping this morning. This is just assurance from God to all of us. And just sharing the word, and it's for all of us, okay? From Romans chapter 8, verses um, 35 and down. I think you know something new about these verses. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for slaughter, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in, his, is in our Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Isn't that just beautiful? Yes, Eli, you can, you can come on. Yes, team. Get back to your spaces. Isn't it just beautiful how, like, you see God, how God brings things together this morning and what He's been putting on people's hearts and some of that stuff that kind of just sits there with you that you can can share, but maybe you haven't in past services. And I want to encourage you that in future services, when we have our worship time and when we have some quiet time. If God puts some of those things on your heart, 
like that scripture, Eric, and, well, Dad and I talked about this last night, and <laughs> he also had that word a couple of weeks ago um, in a service. You know, like, we, we are so happy for you to share those things. And, you know, you can either just share that from your space in that quiet time as loud as you can or um, you can come and approach one of the, you know, if, if I'm not up there or whatever and say, you know, can I share something? And th- there, are, there are two things that I've said to everyone who's going to share. You know, does it encourage people? And is it, you know, does it, is it in the Bible somewhere? Like if what you have to share ticks those boxes, you can't go wrong. Because you're encouraging each other and you're lifting each other up. You know, we don't bring condemnation to each other. We bring encouragement. You know, we let God bring the judgment. So I really hope that you were encouraged today. I've been really encouraged. And I thank everybody for being bold and sharing today. And um, we look forward to a little bit of worship together. Seeming Jacob's up with with... Ready to dance? I guess we're going to go for a dancing song. Thank you, Jacob, for joining our music team today and worshipping Jesus. Yep. (laughs) Um, Next week, um, I'm going to share some stuff with you um, about how we can... We've been talking about living out of rest, how to get closer to God... And I'm going to talk about how can you live out of rest when everything else is chaos and when there's resistance. And so um, looking forward to speaking about some of that stuff and coming against the enemy. So pray for me, please, this week, because some stuff I'm going to share with you, um, you know, will really hit some nails on the head um, in terms of some spiritual warfare kind of stuff. So brace yourself, get ready. We're going to learn some more stuff about how to defeat the enemy. message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.